Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Hey guys, Dr. E here. Um, Just came back from a modern manual therapy course on the West Coast, one of my first in California. And it was a great course. So there were two interesting cases there, both very similar. The first was an upper quarter issue, left upper trap pain, left shoulder pain, um, active physiotherapist, uh, physical therapist. And um, she had mostly been doing some cervical retractions and uh, a lot of eccentric rotator cuff strengthening. She met the clinical practice patterns for a moderate to severe loss of cervical retraction and side bending to the left. So when I was loading her up actively and passively, she had a very, very strong perception of stretch in her right upper trap. And the best way to modulate that was actually having her retract actively and then lightly push um, active resistive into my left hand. So she's overcoming the resistance of my left hand And uh, as I was just even giving her light, let's just say, you know, maybe like five ounces of resistance that completely modulated the right upper trap pain. Prior to that, I had done my usual, uh, I'm a little teapot, if you have ever seen any of my videos, where she puts her right hand web space on her ribs to try to slack that right upper trap uh, by elevating her scapula passively. That didn't work. Uh, Leaning into, supporting her right arm Uh, with my thigh because I was behind her on the table uh, to unweight her upper trap and elevate her scapula. That didn't work. But this, interestingly enough, this act of resistance modulated all the perception of tightness and I was able to really overpressure her. After overpressuring her, uh, most of the upper trap pain uh, went away and her left shoulder elevation, which was limited by about 30 degrees, uh, became equal to the right side. So I suggested also, in addition to doing cervical retraction and side bending hourly, that she do overhead carries. With the overhead carries, um, she well, for throughout the rest of the day, she wasn't quite as compliant as she should have been because we were practicing. And she said, I just can't make it stick. I just can't make it stick. And I said, look, you know, you're experiencing what a patient uh, is feeling because when we are done with a visit professionally, we don't see the patient every hour, every hour, and patients thinking they can't make it stick you know, really go home um, and throughout the rest of the day, increase your dosage and also, you know, look at it over the course of every day or every other day, not every hour. So even by the next day, she was able to make it stick and she actually discovered um, a way of doing overhead carry. She said, well, what if I don't have a kettlebell or a dumbbell, you know, and I'm just going for a run? She said, can I push against the tree or push against the wall? So she leaned over, imagine like hinging at her hips, 
um, elevated her left arm all the way and pushed into a wall. So kind of making like a closed chain, um, you know, she wasn't really stretching the lat. So she wasn't like providing like a, a flexion force. She was just purely pushing into the wall and having the wall opposition force push inferiorly on her arm, her elbow and her scapula. And that worked great. And I thought that was an amazing variation. So to top it off though, it turns out, and I noticed this as well when she was taking her history that she said upon reflection later that she often, you know, in an attempt to appear sympathetic to patients, she always tilts her head to the left when she, and smiles and talks to them. And we all noticed that basically that is her default posture. And, and maybe it was because of, you know, maybe one eye being stronger than the other, because I often see that in terms of, you know, not someone needing glasses, but clinically, if one of your eyes has slightly better vision, you might have a head tilt, but she often tilts her head away from the directional preference of cervical retraction inside bending to the left. And if that is a habit, I said, look, you can still appear to be sympathetic, but also you can um, <laughs> tilt your head to the left instead of to the right, because you know, your 10 cervical retractions and side bends to the left an hour are not really compensating for the amount of head tilt you're doing repeatedly throughout the day. So that was interesting case number one. Interesting case number two, as I was taking history and starting lower quarter clinical practice patterns, I asked for a volunteer for with lumbar issues. And the guy who came up, um, again, active PT, and his complaints were left-sided low back pain, chronic since he um, was in college. And that was, uh, I believe, 24 years ago. And also right-sided leg pain, numbness that occurs with walking. And it goes below the knee. So instantly I kind of thought, oh, you know, this is uh, left low back pain and right symptoms below the knee. Um, he, he's a McKenzie certified clinician and he was sporadically, you know, admittedly sporadically doing extensions, but not enough as he should. He said it kind of clears up the left low back pain. doesn't really help the right leg numbness. The right leg numbness would happen when he was walking, walking his dog or just walking anywhere, level surface, whatever. Uh, after five minutes, um, as soon as he sat, it tended to go away. So I thought to myself, you know, this might be uh, I'm going to strike out in front of the class. <laughs> I am going to suggest, um, you know, some sort of loading strategy and it's not going to work or it's going to improve the left side, but flare up the right side, which I think he, he kind of thought as well, too. Um, it turns out he did fit the clinical practice pattern of anterior side or anterior tilt and side bend to the left, which is his low back pain side. He was very limited to that side. He had full to the right. So I just said, hey, you know what? Let's just try. I'm going to try side glides and see what happens. Uh, at that time, he already had uh, right leg numbness. And um, when I loaded him up, um, I, I was going to end range and giving a really good squeeze because he didn't really have any pain. He actually said it felt good. It felt like a good stretch on the left, uh, interestingly enough, even though I was loading and slacking the left. Uh, upon walking, his testimony was like, that effing feels better, bro. Like he was super happy. Um, it made his right leg centralized and his left low back pain abolish. Um, so very similar to the other case, it turns out that we noticed again, um, a little bit afterward that 
when he stands, his default standing is slightly weight-bearing to the right. So let's just say because he was an older, older dude like me, um, actually a year older than me, he was 49, turning 50 in December of 2023. If he actually had stenosis that fills up his cup, like lateral foramen stenosis on the right, and he has a habit of leaning to the right, that could potentially irritate or fill up the cup of, say, his alpha 405 or L5S1 nerve root and um, irritate it to, or synthesize it to loading. However, the left side, he had a lack of ability to load. Uh, maybe he leans away from the left side to go away or, you know, to kind of get away from the back pain. So he needed to load the left side and unload the right side. Um, and I told him to do that hourly and he, he was just really happy. You know, it's only a couple of days after the class and I emailed him to follow up and he's not great at emails or tech, uh, as he said, admittedly, but I'm looking forward to a follow-up from him and I will update you guys on future episodes. But so what I thought was a complex case um, was actually a simple case if it turns out to be that he only needed left-sided loading to unload the symptomatic right side or potentially irritated nerve root from uh, too much weight bearing and he needed to load the left side to abolish and slack the left side tightness and pain of that musculature uh, and load those facets to improve the left-sided low back pain. All right. Hope you guys found this case interesting. Andrew, again, couldn't join me. Um, I've been traveling and teaching, but I thought you guys would hopefully find both these cases interesting. If you have any uh, similar cases, interesting physio failures or hilarious stories, please reach out and get on the podcast and otherwise subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and please give Untold Physio Stories five stars.